Hello, this is Robert Sauter. It is September 2016, and I am at Fantastic Fest. What I'm going to do here is I will introduce the films, reading the plot intros that are in the Fantastic Fest guide. Then I will check back in with my thoughts on the films after having seen them that night. On day one, I'm going to be seeing Arrival, Safe Neighborhood, and The Greasy Strangler. Arrival is a Dennis Filet new film. He previously made Prisoners and Sicario. Arrival stars Amy Adams, Forrest Whitaker, and Jeremy Renner. Aliens have arrived on Earth, so we call in Amy Adams, the foremost language expert in the world, to figure out how to communicate with them before something bad happens. Safe Neighborhood is a world premiere out of Australia. Starring Virginia Madsen, Patrick Warburton, Levi Miller, and Olivia DeJong. Probably mispronouncing that last name. Deandra and Robert think nothing of leaving their 12-year-old son Luke with babysitter Ashley when they go out one snowy evening before Christmas. After all, their neighborhood is a safe one. And after they leave, the greatest threat in their home appears to be to Luke's dignity as he attempts to win over Ashley's love. Ashley is every bit as sharp and quick-witted as she is beautiful and expertly avoids making a potentially embarrassing situation worse. She's finally put to the test when she and Luke find themselves in the middle of an unusual home invasion. Finally, The Greasy Strangler. The Greasy Strangler is a comedy about a father and son, one of whom is a very oily person who strangles people. Okay, I have just seen Arrival, the screenwriter was in attendance and participated in a question-and-answer session after the movie, and he said the director's name several times, but I still can't remember the exact pronunciation, so my bad there. Very strong performance by Amy Adams. Nice supporting work done by Forrest Whitaker. Jeremy Renner is fine. His character isn't really given a whole lot to do. Ends up playing more of a plot role later on. First Whitaker is doing this killer New York accent. It's really, I haven't heard him use anything like that in any of his other films so far. Special effects are great. What's there? The alien designs are interesting, similar to some things we've seen before in other films, but they do a good job of making them sort of grayed out or shadowed. The the musical orchestral score really added a lot, I thought. Very emotional film. Towards the end, there is a section to it that it's going to be hard to avoid talking about. It's, it's interesting. I thought it worked. I, I liked it. I liked it. I saw Safe Neighborhood, which was billed as a movie about home intruders. This one is really difficult to talk about without going into more plot details, so I guess a quick non-spoiler. I can't say that I would recommend this movie, in its, at least in its current state. Weirdly, it's I think it's under 90 minutes, but feels too long. Some of the things that happen just sort of seem to be prolonging characters' suffering without adding anything to it plot-wise or character-wise. We sort of get the point after a while and we're just adding more misery to it for the sake of misery, it feels like. It's definitely one of the darkest films I've seen in a while, but it is almost oppressively dark 
And maybe that's just because I was expecting something else. It works in its own way. It's just there is some strong acting tension, a splash or two of gore. Have to get to the turn. So if you don't want to hear it, stop listening, I guess. Maybe about 30 to 40 minutes in, we discover that the intruder is actually our hero Levi's best friend who is pretending to rob the home in effort to and something that Levi is in on and planned actually as an experience to make his babysitter uh, more attracted to him and want to have sex with him after he saves her from the fake robber. Although they don't really get into what his end game was there with like how he would have stopped this robber without providing the actual identity of the robber. So when she finds out, she's horrified. She's, you know, calls him a child. He's going to be in trouble with his parents. So he hits her over the head with a gun. And then it becomes sort of a hostage movie where he is revealed to be a complete sociopath. It doesn't seem necessarily like he was planning for this all to go wrong, but he did put together a what he feels is a appropriate response pretty quickly. So it seems like he would have thought about it at some point. Then he um, try and force her to love him, exposes her to sort of tension-filled moments, asking her to do things at gunpoint. I mean, it's all well done, I suppose. The problem I had was once he's revealed as the sociopath, it, I mean, it feels like they're trying to show us in degrees, like slowly revealing the depth of everything, but once she sort of wakes tied up, there's a little speech they give us, and it feels like at that point he's fully revealed, at least to me, as a sociopath who will do anything to get what he wants. So all the extra cruelties he, the movie piles onto her and the boyfriends just feel like hammering this point home that this kid is not a good kid even though we get it pretty quickly on the one hand it's not the type of movie you see very often not sure it entirely worked for me just due to the tone of it the greasy strangler definitely has a tim and eric sort of sense of humor in fact one of the lead actors reminds me visually of, of one of the t- definitely has like long takes or sections where they will repeat things for comedic effect like family guy where they'll repeat a phrase over and over again where it starts funny then becomes unfunny because of how often it's repeated and then eventually becomes funny again because of how long the joke is running abrupt cuts jarring music that doesn't really match what's going on at that particular moment like it or hate it kind of movie. I ended up liking it. I think it was weird enough that I was interested, even though there are some disgusting moments. There, There's um, the two leads, father and son, living together, and the father is obsessed with grease and lard. Gross-out moments where he's basically eating grease by the handful. There's also some, you know, raunch, sex, etc., but that wasn't too bothering. It was just the the eating aspect. A crowd movie, I think. It's it's a better movie to see with a group than on your own. It's definitely a bizarre film, but I 
I'm glad I saw it. Not something I think I'm going to forget. <laughs> that is all I can think of at the moment. The short film that was attached to The Greasy Strangler, that short film being Savasana, probably mispronouncing that. It was a nice 10 minute short day or two in a man's life, just sort of a suburban guy's life, and a couple of odd events happened during his yoga class and after he gets home. It's very deadpan humor. I thought it was pretty enjoyable. We did get to briefly talk with the director of that short, Brandon Daly. He had mentioned just a little trivia thing that he had managed to shoot the whole 10 minute short in about three days on Memorial Day weekend of 2016 and finished editing the short in August of this year. Nice short film. Well done. Day one. Done.